Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. I am Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello, cats and kittens. Hello, cats and kittens. Yes. Uh, Lucas become Carol Baskin overnight. Right, I think that's from Diggable Planets, right? Hey there, cats Sorry? and kittens. Diggable Planets. It was like a hip-hop group from the 90s. Hey there, cats and kittens. Yeah, they opened a song okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. I I will trust you on that, because I don't think I've ever heard that song. Uh, well, you probably have, but not in a long time, because it's from the 90s, which, guess what, was like 30 years ago, so. We're old, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for making me feeling old. Yeah. Uh, so nothing happened this week. No, pretty s slow news week. Nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. happening. Nothing at all. Nothing going down. No, nobody <laughs> talking about how bored apes are racist or anything. Nothing... Nothing mm. happening. Perfect, perfect uh, week to, to to take a holiday. He said to his father the day uh, before the attacks in Norway. Yeah. Was that the day before? Oh, we're gonna talk about it in a second. But yeah, I guess it was. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, let, let's let's talk about that first since I mentioned it. But yeah, yeah, might as well. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it uh, it was the day before we came to the cabin. Uh, and uh, then I heard some plinging, and uh, I looked at my my uh, phone, and uh, I don't really have like a lot of like things going on. But uh, I always have like if there's any any special news about Norway, it's like makes a sound and things like that. Uh, and then I had an article from I think it was the Guardian. Uh, where all of a sudden, like, oh, there's been an attack in Oslo, and I was like, Dad! <laughs> there's something going on. Yeah, so we went inside and, and watched uh, the extra news. It's been huge news here in Norway, of course. Um, a person uh, went and did uh, shoot some people in uh, the pride and uh yeah right and, it's uh, pride month i guess we should mention yes. it i mean it's the end at end of pride month at this point but um yeah this week in oslo um i actually tron sent me this like probably right as it was happening um I mean, he's the closest person, so I'm I'm not surprised he found out about it first, right? Uh, no. A suspect in a deadly shooting ahead of an LGBTQ plus festival in Norwegian in the Norwegian capital, which authorities are treating as as an Islamic attack, um, mm -hmm. was ordered held on Monday in a pre-trial detention, two weeks uh, of solitary confinement, uh, as the suspect continues to refuse to be questioned by police. Yeah, they tried to t talk to him uh, as late as today, actually. 
and still don't want to be interviewed by the police. That's not really uh, common when you've done something like this. You you want to like have your views out on the news and the police like. I mean, even when we see it in America, which like one one thing we should point out is this is a big story because it's. If it was hap- if this happened exactly the same way it did in America, it wouldn't be as big of a story as it is right. in Norway because it doesn't happen in Norway. But I right. I think uh, most people that do these kind of things in America, even recently we saw that guy who killed himself but left like a manifesto in like right. for for people to find afterwards. So like for somebody to just completely not want to like tell why they did it or have like right. usually they did it for usually for attention exactly yeah. or yeah or some some reason that they're trying to some they're they're doing it for a to promote some kind of a values or or, or you know some kind of uh mm-hmm. expouse some kind of beliefs uh, uh, in some way uh which if, so, if he was is if this was an yeah. islamic attack which is what the police are saying you would think mm. that those would be the values he would try to be espousing in this right. situation, right? So, two people were killed. Uh, more than twenty were wounded. That's quite a lot of people. Uh, I know where this pub is, where everybody is shot. Like everybody knows that has been in Oslo, where this pub is, because it's very, very central in in Norway. So, but yeah, no, he refuses to explain his actions, and uh, his lawyer said that his client uh, objects to having his statement recorded and videotaped unless police release the entire recording to the public. Right, so this is probably what he's he's trying to, like, put it out. He wants it to go out uh, as, like, a statement mm-hmm. that he wants not uh, edited in any way by like the the press uh, so that he mm-hmm. can so there is like he has a purpose and he has something to say obviously just not willing to say it unless his I guess what uh, demands are met it's like you're you're not in mm-hmm. the position to be demanding anything at this point douchebag so fuck you yeah yeah we we don't say any of these people's names for a reason because they don't deserve no. any more power than they already thought they had. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we we know the name of this person. We just don't like to promote it. We 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 said that um, pretty uh, much after that the first attacks on on Norway. That's the only thing that we know that we like used the name of because Breivik was very like different. But after that, uh, I I discourage even Norwegian media to spread his picture and his name around. I don't really understand why that is a a big thing. I I uh, the police uh, have been very wary this time, and I um there were some uh, people that uh, wanted to like uh, get together yesterday. Uh, in the capital of Norway, the, when the police like said no, you shouldn't. But right, thousands right. Of the thousands. A pride parade was scheduled for Saturday, right. but was canceled uh, by the police due to the shooting. I mean, I guess I can understand that. Like, 
the risk of a copycat is very high if you were to continue yeah. on with the event. So, but uh, people showed up anyway. So, uh, was was kind of weird. But yeah, no, it's it's been. Um, I'm I'm trying to hold back tears because I I I think it's so sad because it, it it's 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 been one of those weeks where I I said to myself really really this this is going on because on top of that we also have the atrocious and baffling court decision in in the Supreme Court in 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 the United States Roe versus Wade. We knew that it was coming, uh, but I don't think I was prepared of it happening the same week as, as this. Um, so it just got a little too much for me, to be honest. It's just like, I I, I don't get sad for a lot of things, but all, all of this made me in very, very sad and very outraged and very angry. Yeah, the Roe versus Wade's uh, Supreme Court ruling. I mean, we knew this. This wasn't a surprise in any way. It wasn't like no. a sh it wasn't a shock. Just because we knew for weeks this was coming down the the pipeline. Um, but it is one of those things where you look at it and go, I don't know uh, what is going to happen to America in the next bunch of years. Like, what is this country actually becoming? Slowly, you know. Uh, which is terrifying. I don't want to live in like a authoritarian police state where your genitals are locked into a cage and they tell you when and you when you can and can't <laughs> procreate. Right? Yeah. I don't want. I I have. I don't feel like having a cock torture device on me all at all times. But that's what they're doing to women, basically, right? Yeah. It's kind of strange because uh, even before I, I I was a Christian back then, uh, I was very like, I I was against abortion uh, back then and I become very supportive of, of, uh, of, of the rights of women after that because I see what this is doing, like uh, saying to, to someone that they can't decide over their body is from for me uh, just not right you, you you decide over your body if you want uh, want to have an abortion you you should have uh, the opportunity to do this and this is creating uh, a lot of uh, uh, difficult positions like uh, for example, uh, the state of Texas, where where it now almost comes uh, becomes impossible to have an abortion at all. Well, not just it's Texas. Just like this is going to be a thing for probably the lower half, most of the lower half of of the United States, um, right? Because it just it's down to the states now. So it's it's uh certain lots of southern states already have laws in place that are like quick anti-abortion laws where they don't mm -hmm. even need to like run it through any type of uh judicial hearing or anything it just can go into effect right now like it will be done as fast as possible so um i mean th this is gonna 
kill women. It's also going to cause uh, a, a spike in unwanted pregnancies, which is going to cause a spike in unwanted children, which is going to cause a spike in homelessness, which is going to cause a spike in drug use, which is going to cause a spike in crime, which, guess what, Republicans are really hate uh, people who commit crimes because they lack the need, the the structure to be able to get food and housing. Uh, so guess what, Republicans? You just fucked yourself because you just created a lot more of those people. So I don't know, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, they, yeah. they're pro-life until the person's actually born, and then they're like, yeah, go live on the street, motherfucker. I don't give a shit about yeah. you. I care. I cared about you when you, when you were a single-celled organism that hadn't even deformed, hadn't even formed fingers yet. But once you're like out in the world, like I could care less about you or whether you die. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 very it's very very strange to see Republicans fight so strongly for abortion, uh, but love guns. Uh, right, they they care about life in one like yeah. it's it's very contradictory. It's very hypocritical, uh, and some of them totally know it. They know that hypocrisy, and they choose to ignore it because they say they're they're doing it because I, I, who said it? Somebody said it this week. But like you, calling them pro life is so not. It's not what these people need to be called. They're very no, no, clearly no. not pro-life. That's not a thing no, that they are. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I remember when I was in college, there was a big controversy here in Oregon because a guy was, he had a, I think it was multiple semi-trucks, and on the side of these trucks, he was driving around, I, I want to say Portland, Oregon, and it had a giant aborted fetus picture on the side of it. Uh, denouncing abortion and people were like you can't just do you can't do that that's so fucked up and gross and like why would you do that and at the time mm. I remember being like because Christians were defending it saying like well we gotta stop this we gotta stop these abortions so at all costs we need to show people we need to people to see this aborted fetus so that they understand what's happening right and my, my mm. argument was always okay well then why don't I drive around with a semi truck with a woman with a coat hanger up her vagina and blood pouring out all over the ground. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cause that's the reality of this. So like yeah. you need you're not looking at both sides of the reality in this situation. Like when a they wanna say that like when you uh when a, when the sperm enters the egg, that's when conception happens. But uh death is part of like the process of, of creating a human the way a hand a human hand is created like we don't have fingers when you first are developing the fetus cells actually die to create a human hand so mm. those cells that they consider part of this life right uh, quote mm. unquote those cells have to die to create the human were those cells yeah. that died to create the human hand, were those part of the quote-unquote life that you're talking about? Because they died. So do you care about those cells, or do you only care about the one... You see what I'm saying? Like, there's this very... It's it's so it's, uh, ridiculous when you really think yeah. about, like, the nuance, yeah. 
I find it also strange that it's often the the most hardcore Christians that are the pro the death penalty uh, as well, and it's like like the the hypocrisy in 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 that and like being pro life is also kind of interesting. But yeah, no, it's I think the combination of this Roe versus Wade thing and the Norwegian text just got to me this week. I just like yeah, I didn't. Well, this combined with everything that happened with Julian Assange last week, like, yeah, that really got me. I had a hard time last week with the whole, like, because I realized, like, how little our government actually cares about a lot of the things that they preach they care about. And then Mm. this happens in our government also. And, like, I just feel like we're literally going down the road of some kind of 1980, like, I don't want to sound like a crazy Republican, some kind of a 1984, like, uh, crazy, you know, police state, tyrannical government that, and and we're not even, I'm not talking about if Trump gets in, I'm saying, like, it's already happening, and we've got Biden Mm. in right now, so Mm. I don't, you know what I mean? If, if somebody, if Trump or somebody like Trump, I, I think even if somebody like Trump gets in, in a few, maybe not this in 2024, but if somebody like gets in, that's even more on these, this side of things, but slicker than Trump, somebody like a Pence Mm. or something like that, who like people hate Trump. But if you were to get somebody who espouses all the values that the Trump side does, but is more like polished and more, uh, you know, uh, political more of a politician that's going to even be worse like that's the situation i'm most afraid of yeah a republican that can speak right and isn't just a total buffoon (laughs) right like yeah i mean uh that's scarier than trump to me which trump like i i'm not excited for him to be president either but like uh there's scarier people in my mind Oh yeah, no, I I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. No, it's just like, yeah, no, this week has been extremely weird. Uh, it's like I I I didn't I was away uh, and all this happened and I didn't feel like I was having a vacation. I just was feeling like I was depressed and sad <laughs> away from home. <laughs> That's all it felt like. Anyway. Uh, some good news. Uh, Jesse Max uh, sentenced to 20 years in prison for sex trafficking. Jizzy Maximum Security Prison is what we should call her. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Jizzy Maximum. Did you, did you write that down or something? No, I just, when you said Jizzy Max, I just thought it. Mm. <laughs> uh, mm. Maxwell sent on Tuesday to 20 years. 20 years in prison uh, for her sex trafficking case uh, where she procured teen girls for Jeffrey Epstein uh, for abuse. Maxwell 16 has still maintained her is- innocence. Epstein, a convicted sex offender, uh, once uh, oh associated with Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton, uh, was captured in 2019. Maxwell's attorneys have pushed for leniency in the sentencing, seeing that she should receive well below the 20 years recommended by federal probation. 
but prosecutors push for a 30 to 55 year prison sentence. Mm. What I heard is most like, pol- uh, sorry, I, I stuck on political. Most lawyers, um, that have been like kind of following this case and and seeing like other cases that are similar to this say. 30 to 35 years would have been like pretty standard. So actually 20 mm. is lower than most people thought she was going to get, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, she was convicted on December 29th on five of the six charges she faced. The jury came to the decision just 40 hours after delimina- uh, deliberations spanning over six days. In addition to sex traffic's trafficking, Maxwell was also convicted of conspiracy to entice individuals under the age of 17 to travel in interstate commerce with the intent of illegally uh, of illegal sexual activity. Also, conspiracy to transport individuals under the age of 17 to travel interstate commerce with the intent to engage in uh, right, Uh, and the transportation uh, of someone under the age of 17 with the intent of illegal sexual activity, right? Uh, I guess I think 20 years is a lot because no, Norway has this maximum of 21 years. So when people get 20 years, I, I think, wow, that's a lot of years. Well, she's 60 years old. She'll be 80 when she gets... If, yeah. If she gets out. Um, if she but, gets out, yeah. Uh, she could be younger if there's something... If she's able to get, you know... Um, time off for good behavior or something like that. That's always awesome. or a plea agreement if she finally gives away that black book she has. Or there's a possibility she'll be killed by the IRA. Did you see that this week? Yes, I did. <laughs> the Irish Republican <laughs> Army is apparently after Ghislaine Maxwell, which I haven't heard anything about the IRA since like I was a kid. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that her lawyers were saying was that they yeah. should uh, they should be lenient on her. Uh, right they, earlier this week, they also put her in what was it uh, on suicide watch, which a lot of people yes. are like, "Oh no," because yeah, yeah, we know yeah, what happened yeah, yeah. with Epstein when he went on suicide watch. So yeah, everybody was like, yeah. "Jesus, this is not. This is bad. This is very bad." Yeah. Are they going to kill her as well? Yep. Because, oh yeah, he totally killed himself. Cough, cough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like conspiracy theories. Uh, somebody, somebody has this conspiracy theory that uh, Trump uh, and Vladimir Putin worked together. Over the election, have you heard that conspiracy theory? Well, specifically the 2016 election. <laughs> yeah, have you heard? But that? this one's talking about the 2020 election. What? Uh, according to the January 6th hearings, former President Donald Trump made a mysterious call to Russian President Vladimir Putin just before the 2020 presidential election. A filmmaker. A British filmmaker told Politico. So last week, remember, we talked about there was some kind of Mm -hmm. filmmaker and there was this unreleased footage. Well, this is what came out about it. So that's why we're talking about it. Follow up. Alice Solder, who was filming Trump and his family for a documentary in the months before the Capitol riot, told the outlet that he had been scheduled to film an interview with Trump on October 25th, 2020. The interview was abruptly abruptly canceled that day. Uh, 
quote-unquote holder said, my memory is that the chief of staff sort of came over and said that the interview couldn't happen today because the president was on the phone. I believe if I remember correctly, he said that he was on the phone with president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, which is why the interview had to be postponed. No official read out, readout of such a call was ever made to the public. Um, mm. Spokesman Liz Harrington uh, said a statement to the to Insider: "This is totally made up story. It does not, but it doesn't stop the fake news from running with another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax." Said uh, Liz Harrington. So, well, I think it was yesterday. This uh, a woman uh, was in the January sixth hearings that uh, said that uh, Trump. Tried to strangle one of the of the security guards. Did you see that? Well, he tried to grab the the steering wheel. Is that what? The, and then tried to like lunge at the guy. Right. At the other guy who was stopping him from taking control of the vehicle, which yeah was being controlled by a secret service agent. Um, this ha- came out yesterday. Uh, Swedge. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Yesterday was a surprise hearing. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it just randomly they decided that they had all this because it. They had postponed it until July, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. out of nowhere, it, it just kind of happened. Let's see, what was her name? Cassidy Hutchinson revealed that explosive new details yeah. about then President Donald Trump and his top aides were doing as rioters stormed the Capitol. Um, she described a scene that took place backstage at the Trump rally. Uh, he was angry about the extra space. He wanted more people to come in. Right. He was also mad about uh, not letting people in with weapons into like, mm-hmm. that was another thing she said. What was the other, another thing she said that he was mad when he got back to the white house and about, uh, about what was going on with January 6th, and so he threw his lunch against the wall? That was another thing she said. <laughs> I hope that's true. I think it's probably... It's, it's, it says right here, Hutchins said when she walked into the White House dining room after hearing a noise from down the hall, uh, she found a White House staff cleaning up. I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there was shattered porcelain plate. <laughs> the valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry and the, the attorney general's AP interview had thrown... He had thrown his lunch at the wall. Right. Oh, that's funny. He threw his Big Mac at the wall. Big Macs don't have ketchup. <laughs> what was he eating? I guess it might have been a... What are they called? Yeah. Double quarter pounder with cheese? Those are yeah, ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Or he could have put ketchup in them. In the Big Mac? That's gross. Yeah, that is gross. It, well, I mean, well, I mean Big, Mac, Big Mac sauce basically is just ketchup and mayo anyways, so. Yeah, it is, more or less, but yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was a weird thing. Wouldn't it be hilarious like, I, if she gets arrested for, uh... Getting the condiment wrong. It was Big Mac sauce, not ketchup. She lied to the <laughs> lied to Congress. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't think that. I mean, th- yeah, I it saw, was very I interesting, this. and everybody was talking about it yesterday. So yeah, I also saw that today. Uh, the guy that uh, she implied that he did this to wanted to come and said it never happened. 
the security. The security who, guard. The security guard who she says this happened to said it didn't happen? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I had heard, yeah, that there was some kind of... Uh, some people, especially on the right, saying that this is all fake. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to... Who cares? Right. <laughs> I mean, number one, none of this is none of the stuff that she said is proof of any like actual criminal act, which like a lot of people, like you could extrapolate a lot of this and be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Trump's a bad guy. Yes. Trump is a terrible person. I, we all hate Trump. This is not proof of any criminal, (laughs) like any crime. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I do understand why it's such a, it's, it's very salacious and very interesting. Not proof of Mm -hmm. a crime is my issue. <laughs> yeah, if you want us to talk more about Trump, just hold on. Uh, anyway, a grocery store worker accused of assaulting Rudy Giuliani. Uh, it is so funny. Right, did you see the footage, this footage? I did see the footage. Footage of a former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, called an attack that could have resulted him falling, cracking his soul, and possibly dying has emerged. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have definitely died from this. Seven-year-old Rudy oh, yeah. Giuliani was at a ShopRite grocery store in Staten Island on Sunday when a man slapped his back. Giuliani had been out campaigning for his son, Andrew. Giuliani later called a ra- oh, into a radio show uh, to talk about the incident. He said that he, he had just exited the store's men's room and was caught up in a group of people hugging and kissing him when he felt a slap. I feel like, this is a quote, I feel a shot on my back like somebody shot me. I went forward, but luckily I didn't fall down, Juliana said. Uh, The guys said words I can't repeat, you effing whatever, and then he goes on and on and on yelling and screaming. He moves away yelling and screaming things like, you're going to kill women, Juliana said, describing the man as a ShopRite employee who looked either drunk or high. Okay. Mm. Drunk well, or high. I've seen this, and he literally just gives the guy a pat on the back, so I'm not yep, sure. Yep, <laughs> yep. He gives him a little, like, slap. It doesn't even look that fucking hard, to be honest. It's one. Of, it's like those, it's almost one of those slaps where it's like, hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the kind of yes. audio that should go with this kind of slap on the back. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. hey, fuck you, asshole. Like, yeah. those are, like, if I was gonna, I wouldn't slap you in the back, I'd probably slap you in the back of the head if I was gonna <laughs> say that, right? Yep. Uh, but I guess the guy has been... Tr- Char- or he's been charged, as I'm to understand, for this. Of course. He was yeah, arraigned in the Staten Island Criminal people. Court on Monday on misdemeanor charges of assault and third degree, menacing in a third degree, and harassing in a second degree. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, this would probably never come to trial if it wasn't Giuliani. Uh, no. Well, nobody would have even known this happened. Um, no. But at the same time, like, don't, don't go harassing don't people, people like this. Don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> just don't harass people like this in general. Like, if you want to uh, go after these kind of people, there's, you know, correct channels that you can, you can use. Did you check the tape and make sure it wasn't Will Smith? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a very good mm. possibility. 
see what they did there. Yeah, maybe uh, Giuliani made fun of this guy's wife, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's possible. So you've been on the internet this week, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I'm on the internet every week. Uh, yeah. Especially this week, because uh, the QAnon leader returns with first post in many years. Well, in, in a year, sorry. <laughs> more than a year. Right, after more than a year of silence, a mysterious figure behind QAnon has reappeared. The figure, only known as Q, posted for the first time in over a year last Friday on 8 Kun, which I've never been to and didn't know existed. 8 what? 8 K U N 8 Kun. Oh, I I thought you said 8 Chan like weirdly. I think it's a spin-off of 8 Chan where I guess 8 Chan probably was too conservative or too liberal censored <laughs> for these people, right? Wow. If if you think 8 Chan is too liberal, then you then, yeah. Yeah, you've gone a little You've gone off the <laughs> off the deep end at that you've point. Gone, gone a little too, too deep. <laughs> Maybe you've gone uh, too far. Come on back. We're over here, everybody. <laughs> uh, the anonymous message board where the account last appeared said, "Shall we play a game again?" The post read, "The account that posted the unique identifier, uh, th- the same as Q had posted in previous messages." The post surprised disinformation researchers and signaled an anonymous. Re- ominous return of the figure who conspiracy theories about uh oh who peddles in conspiracy theories about an imaginary sex uh ring of sex uh elite sex traffickers uh marshal marshalling support for then president donald trump message boards such as telegram and channels devoted to QAnon lit up as news uh of q's return happened so hmm. I'm also hearing, I mean, uh, because these are all conspiracy theorists, that a lot of people are saying mm-hmm. this isn't actually Q, that this is all like a a psyop, like the government took over Q's uh, position and is trying to manipulate people. That's already a conspiracy that's happening, so. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, not so. NASA, NASA, the organization, says cockroaches, moon dust belongs to the agency and are not for sale. What? Have someone tried to buy moon cockroaches? Yep. NASA has requested a safe return of moon dust and cockroach samples that were scheduled to be sold in a private auction on June 23rd. Earlier this month, the space agency contacted RR Auctions a Boston-based auction house to stop the sale of moon dust that was collected by astronauts on the Apollo 11 mission in January... Oh, in 1969. Right. Shortly after the lunar dust was brought back to Earth, uh, NASA sent some samples to the University of Minnesota, which experimented with feeding the moon dust to cockroaches to determine if the lunar rock contained any sort of pathogen that could pose threats to terrestrial life. Uh, in a letter dated June 15th, a lawyer for NASA stated that the samples, which include a vial of approximately 0.0014 ounces of dust, meaning 40 Ooh. milligrams of dust, it's very not a lot, 
uh, and the th three remaining cockroaches, as well as a dozen, a dozens of micro microscope slides. Uh, these still belong to the federal government, um, and the auction house the auction house advertised them as one of a kind Apollo rarity. These were expected to reach at least four hundred thousand dollars at auction. So, wow. This is something that we've covered in the past. I remember there was a woman that her husband, uh, when he died, uh, oh, maybe it was his sister. There was a guy and his si he gave his sister this moon dust uh, mm. when he died, like in his will. And then the uh, NASA came and was like, no, you, we own that. You, nobody is allowed to have moon dust except us. That's like... It's actually part of like the whole conspiracy of like what it, what is that thing you used to believe in and Joe Rogan used to believe in the moon landing. The moon landing, yes, the, yes. One of the they're, one of the reasons they always want to get the moon dust back is that it's not actually dust from the moon, and if anybody right. actually tested it, they would realize that. <laughs> That's part of like moon landing conspiracy, like so. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Why do you think they want it back so bad, though? If you know, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it doesn't seem to be. I don't think it's hurting anybody. You know, not really. That this person has it, or that somebody is going to buy it. I guess. I guess maybe if they find out it was normal granite, uh, <laughs> there would be some conspiracies going on. Right, it's just sand from, like, a beach. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> Minute speech. It's like the ashes of uh, JFK. That's actually... Uh -huh. That did would you, be interesting. <laughs> did you hear... Uh, uh, you heard the conspiracy about uh, JFK's brain, right? Right, did, did, did somebody stole it, right? Yeah, someone stole JFK's brain. <laughs> Yep. Which is the thing, is, like, where he was shot. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that is interesting. Yeah, it would make sense that they would cremate him and then send him to the moon so nobody could figure out what happened. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. He can go hang out. Maybe he's up on Mars with, uh, what did we say last week? Shaq and Obama right. playing basketball or yes. whatever? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Let's go to the French uh, Prime Minister. Uh, he confronts Biden over uh, Saudi oil. Yeah, pr Biden, not Obama, is uh, is going around right now Europe and talking to people because what the uh, there's some kind of summit or something happening. Oh, it's NATO. They're doing like a NATO thing oh, over there. Right. And so he met with Macron, and this was like a kind of people are wondering whether this was done on purpose by Macron in front of the press uh, to mm. kind of push Biden on the situation or whether this happened on accident. Sorry for people listening. The audio is not great because this was captured. Some people say on a hot mic, but I'll try to describe it as we watch it. So give me a countdown whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, play. Sorry to interrupt you. With your advice, I took the commission to call uh, MBS. So I call for, for increasing. Talking about MBS, increasing oil production. 
MBS says that he's at the maximum oil production he can. Second, told me, according to us, that the Saudis can increase a little bit, but one rock fifty or a little bit more. Saudis could increase a tiny bit, but not much. At this stage, before six months time. It will take at least six months. The, la the, very, the very last point is about what we do on the Russian oil. The last point I want to talk about is what we do about Russian oil. Okay, we can pause there. So, did that? I mean, it clearly looks like it was caught by accident. Oh, definitely, definitely. But why would he be talking this out in the open about it, like all in front yeah. of these reporters and everything? Also, um, but also pointing out, like, part of Biden's whole thing with uh, getting gas prices down here in America is going over to Saudi Arabia and talking them into decreasing or increasing production to decrease oil prices mm. because. One of the big problems is, like, lots of oil that we used to use came from Russia, and we've put even more sanctions on Russia this week. I think we sanctioned Russian gold is not allowed to be used now, um, which is causing all these problems with the supply chain, which we already were having a problem with the supply chain because of COVID. So Macron is just coming in this, seemingly coming to Biden saying, Listen, the Saudis can't increase this any like the, it, they could increase it a small amount, but it's going to take a, at least six months, and it's not going to be as much as you need. Is what was just said. Uh, if people couldn't, obviously the audio is not great, but mm. yeah, I wonder if he did it in the open just to lay pressure on him, like you said. It seemed like that's a very good possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, the reason why I've been rushing a little is because I know we're going to talk a lot about something that Tron is going to tell the truth about. U.S. left to blame for the new abortion laws. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. I thought about talking a lot about how angry I was. And I've always been angry, you know. I did a segment for years. But... I just have to say this before I say anything more. America is your fault. It's your fault that now we have overturned Roe versus Wade. It's your fucking fault that abortion now can be illegal in many places and get even worse for women in need. It's your fucking fault. And which fault is the highest, not the right. The conservatives have always been honest about what they do. They're assholes, and yeah, to be honest, but they are fucking assholes. Oh, no. okay. But anyway, this is your fucking fault. Liberals, radicals, lefties, what the fuck else you call yourself? I don't give a fuck, lying fuck. You did this to yourself. And it's now the segment that a lot of people say, ah oh, ha ha, I think it's funny now you're gonna suffer through this. No, I don't think it's funny. Because what you did. And what you didn't do have no consequences for a lot of people. You didn't think it, I warned you, that Hillary was better. That you should vote for Hillary, not Trump. Because it got consequences. It did. He got two Supreme Court judges. And now you can see the results. Don't come to me anymore and say that Hillary was worse than Trump. 
she is a fucking shithole, I know. But sometimes, when you have two shitholes, you have to say which shithole is a less shithole than the real fucking flying sh- biggest shithole. That is how we fucking think politics sometimes. But no, you want your integrity. You couldn't go for that because, oh, what about your emails? She did a war and blah, blah, blah. She did a lot of things. Yes, I do know. But now there is a fucking ban on abortions in many states. That is because you didn't vote for Hillary. And you know who else won't against, against this? Yeah, your god Bernie Sanders. Even Bernie Sanders, who I love, who I would love to see as President of the United States of America, even he said and warned us against this. This is your fucking fault again. You, because I'm angry, I'm also angry because when you do stupid shit like that, it don't only get consequences for America, it gets consequences for so many other fucking people. But you don't seem to think about that. We always talk about how the people on the right only cares about America. There's a isolation, the nationalists more than everyone else. You on the left are that too. You want, you're so fucking hardcore on yourself, thinking about yourself, that you don't give a fuck about the rest of the world. For me, or for many else in Europe, we don't give a fuck if there are people from the left or the right who are ruling America anymore. We think about, is there a sane person? Will he fuck up the economy? Will he fuck up this? Will he fuck up that? So we hope for a lot of people who don't fuck up that much. That is how we think now. You should fucking be ashamed. You should be ashamed that you didn't go and vote. You should be ashamed that you didn't do a shit. And you should be ashamed that you didn't vote for Hillary. You should. That is how the fucking world thinks. I know in idealistic society you want more choices, like like in, in Europe. Yeah, like in Norway, for example, we have six or seven parties. So we got tons of other parties too, who runs local cities and regions and so on. But you're not. Sometimes you're stuck with your choices. And if that is the only choices, you have to fucking choose. There are no third alternative. There isn't. You choose. But sometimes also, if you look the other way, that is also a choice. By not choosing, you also choose. When you say to that, I don't like any of the, any of the people who, who get elected and don't vote, you're still voting. You are. Let me make this clearer. Adolf Hitler never got over 40% of the German vote. He still made a fucking war and killed millions of people. Think about that. If you think it will stop here, no, it will not. Next time you come for voters' rights, minorities' rights, and gay rights, if you look the other way down, America, you can go fuck yourself. You're not a country of home, liberal, or free, or anything. You're not a country of freedom in any circumstances. You can definitely go and fuck yourself. This was Tron, but Tron was the truth. Fuck off.
That was uh, Tron telling the truth, or was it the truth? Because I think both me and Luke disagree with him. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was kind I'm. He says Americans, but I, I feel like that was almost a direct personal attack on me <laughs> more than anything right. else. So I feel like I need to respond to this uh, in some way. So I figured I'd bring receipts if we're gonna if we're gonna respond. Like I thought about it, and I was like writing down my thoughts on it, and I was like, I might as well just like make a thing out of this, you know? So uh, mm-hmm. I I don't think that Tron is wrong about everything. I just don't think he's including the entire story of what happened in this situation, right? Mm. I think the idea of blaming the voters who voted not for Hillary Clinton, those people are in somehow to blame six years later for Roe versus Wade being overturned is like a, that's mm. such a stretch. Don't you think, Fro? Unless I'm wrong. It is. Yeah, no, I, I agree, because uh, that, that would be predicting the future. And I understand that a lot of people think that we wouldn't have this situation if we wouldn't have Trump. Uh, but are you sure about that? And I'm, I'm not asking you. I am asking the... the the general audience right. and, and more or less Tron. Tron. <laughs> are you are you are you sure? Are you hundred and ten percent sure or sure that we wouldn't end up in the same situation as we are? Because let's say Hillary won the first election, okay? Who says she wins the second one? Like maybe we would uh, be in a situation. And there's also this. I I I think politicians and I. This is what I have three red lines underneath i think we when we got roe versus Wade, there was a lot of like democrats that was sending out like uh, sms's and things like that like make sure that you vote for me in the next election and things like that i i don't think that is the right way of going i don't think i don't think we 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 can change uh the past, uh, and I, I, I sadly think that this uh, uh, could have happened without uh, uh, without Trump, right? And that is the sad fact of of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got. I think the fallacy that he's making is very much connected to the idea of the butterfly effect, where he's saying mm. because this happened, that happened. I, I, mm-hmm. I even kind of titled this whole segment uh, why did Hillary lose and can we control the butterfly effect which is Mm. the butterfly effect is a a property of any chaotic system in which small changes in initial conditions can lead to a large scale unpredictable variation in the future of that system which that's what he's arguing is that because this one thing happened this other thing happened six years later Um, right and he's also implying that because people didn't vote for Hillary, that's the reason that happened. So, mm. why did Clinton lose is the first... Uh, I guess another thing is, why are we having to debate this six years later? Why am I still having to do this, from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Like, this is... Yeah. This is insane that people are yeah, still yeah, yeah. dwelling on something that, you know, really... Uh, 
it seems like the they're dwelling on this because they have nothing else. But uh, mm. why did Clinton actually lose in 2016? Uh, according to ABC News article from November 9th, 2016, called Five Missteps that, do- that May Have Doomed the Clinton Campaign. Anybody can look this up. It's available. Uh, two wi- Midwestern states formed a bulk of the large surge of Clinton's primary challenger, Bernie Sam- Sanders, in a March 8th primary the mi- in Michigan, uh, one which Sanders entered as a underdog. This turned into the most stunning upset, where he went to win by a little more than 1% of the vote. Then in Wisconsin mm-hmm. primary, which took place a little more than a month later, Sanders took home 50 57% of the vote to beat Clinton in a double-digit margin. After these defeats, Clinton large, largely left those two states untouched, giving Trump room to close the gap and generate enthusiasm by holding rallies. These are the two states in which Trump was able to take over the electoral college which if mm. again tron made tron's whole point is in rooted in the idea that if you voted for clinton then trump wouldn't have got elected and roe versus way wouldn't have happened clinton won the popular vote she got more votes <laughs> mm. voting wasn't the issue right you see what I'm saying, from? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no, it was voting in the correct states that was... The it was her campaign that made the mistake yeah. to not go to these states where she felt like she was she was slighted by Sanders voters, so it seemingly she was like, well, fuck them, I'm not even going to go there, right? So mm-hmm. uh, what if she had just campaigned in those places, uh, would the, this, back to the butterfly effect, would everything have been different would hillary have won if she would have just gone to those places campaigned uh like trump did uh would she have gained enough votes uh, in those places to get a look electoral votes right um and i guess when tron points out like uh that people who didn't vote for hillary caused this to happen what he's really saying is people who voted for Jill Stein, right? Like, we could yeah, say... Or, or the other guy, yeah. What other guy? The guy who's a libertarian, who no yeah. liberal would ever vote for because he's a right-winger? <laughs> the crazy guy. Uh, Gary Johnson yeah. was his name. Gary Johnson, yeah. Which Gary Johnson got more of the popular vote than Jill Stein. Jill Stein had 1% of the popular vote. She got zero electoral votes, meaning... As far as the Electoral College goes, Jill Stein didn't cause any problems for Hillary winning the election in the Electoral vote. But since the argument here that Tron's making, so if because he's making the argument that uh, she uh, that she lost because people didn't vote for her, uh, this is in Wiki. This is. This election in 2016, this was the first and only election since 1988 in which Republican no- uh, the Republican nominee won states Michigan and Pennsylvania, the first since 1984 in which they won Wisconsin. Uh, so mm-hmm. Jill Stein, a lot of the argument would be, though, that in Michigan and Wisconsin, uh, it says here, this is an article from December 1st, 2016 from The Hill. Again, I'm citing all this so you can look it up, Tron. <laughs> the Trump victory margin is smaller than total Stein votes. It, Trump victory margin smaller than total Stein votes 
in key swing states. So this is kind of what people cite as you should have voted for Hillary because if you because you voted for Jill Stein, this is why Trump won. Okay, Fro? Right. But it's also the Roman Reigns effect uh, that I call it. Like the the Democrats like pushing uh, pushing Hillary against the Democrats' will in two thousand and sixteen. Oh, we'll I get into that. Really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're yeah. not even there yet. This is also kind of a test to see if Tron actually listens to the podcast. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, in Michigan, this is from the Hill article. In Michigan, Trump defeated Democrat Hillary Clinton by ten thousand votes, while Stein got fifty one thousand four hundred and sixty three votes, according to current totals on her website. In Michigan, Trump's margin over Clinton was. 22,177 votes, while Stein garnered 31,006 votes. In in Pennsylvania, however, Stein only garnered 49,485 votes, which is slightly smaller than that of Trump's victory. So, Mm. again, going back to the other thing, this is the first election since 1988 in which a Republican nominee won both Michigan and Pennsylvania. So you could blame uh, Stein for Michigan and Wisconsin, but Pennsylvania didn't wasn't a sign issue, right? That's that's coming right out of the numbers. Is that correct, Fro? Mm-hmm. But Stein supporters have also countered that many of her voters may have never supported the Democratic nominee and should have not been felt to comp- should not have felt compelled to decide between just the two candidates. Uh, and how I, the question is, if Jill Stein wasn't on the ballot, how many of those people would have just not voted, or how many, like you said, would have if Jill Stein wasn't there, voted for? Uh, McMuffin. What was that guy? McMuffin? Uh, Evan McMullen. How many of them would have voted for that guy instead of voting for either Trump or Hillary? You know what I'm saying? So, like, what Tron is actually... The voters he's actually mad at are the 32,881 voters from either Michigan or Wisconsin uh, who voted for Jill Stein and, according to him, caused caused Trump to win uh, in the electoral college. Uh, But how many of those people actually would have voted for Hillary if Jill Stein wasn't available to vote for, or how many wouldn't have voted? You see what I'm saying? So it's actually probably less than than 32,881, but that's the Mm -hmm. small amount of people that Tron's actually mad at. So, like, Mm -hmm. should... I go back to my top thing. Don't blame voters for things. We need to blame people that are in the power situations. You're blaming 32,000 people for something that happened six, for something now that happened six years ago. It's crazy. Like the, the logic is, is, is not there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I, 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 I think, I think there's, there's other, I think there's other bigger factors uh, of why Trump won in the first place. Right, I guess I'm I'm just establishing, like, Tron made the point that, like, uh, the reason we Roe versus Wade was overturned is because people didn't vote for Hillary. That was his whole right. point. And what I just laid yes. out is that who he's actually mad at, the voters he's mad at, are specifically these 32,000, 33,000 people from Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Michigan, because me as a right. voter in Oregon had no effect on the Electoral College right. when I voted for Jill Stein. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that we've established that, why did Trump actually win? And why do we have such an extreme right wing right now in America, Fro? Well, according to Salon, November 9th, 2016, the Hillary, this is the title, the Hillary campaign deliberately elevated Donald Trump with the Pied Piper strategy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, definitely. A memo which they was... Pushed, uh, they really wanted Trump to win because they saw it as a very easy victory for them. Right. In a memo which was addressed to the Democratic National Committee, outlined the strategy and goals for the potential Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, which would have regarded the 2016 Republican presidential field. The memo articulated a three-point strategy, one point called by forcing all Republican candidates to lock themselves into extreme conservative positions that would hurt them in the general election. Fro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> extreme conservative positions. At the time, there were more than a dozen Republican presidential candidates, and a variety of ca candidates is positive, the Clinton campaign said. Many of the lesser knowns can serve as a cudgel to move the more established candidates further to the right. In the scenario, we don't want to marginalize the more extreme candidates, but make them more of a Pied Piper candidate who actually represents the mainstream of the Republican Party, the Clinton campaign wrote. As an example of these Pied Piper candidates, the memo named Donald Trump, as well as Senator Ted Cruz and Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Clinton campaign concluded, we need to be elevating the Pied Piper candidate, candidate so that they are the leader of the pack and tell the press uh, to take them seriously. This document was part of tens of thousands of emails put out by John Podesta, the chair of the Hillary Clinton campaign by WikiLeaks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think they, they, they saw uh, probably Donald Trump as their dream candidate because they were like how are we going to beat that fucking asshole <laughs> he can't even say anything right he's so extreme nobody's going to believe him as a candidate uh nobody took him serious in the 2016 election you have to remember that even donald trump didn't think he was going to win or really so nobody absolutely nobody was expecting him to win I mean, he did so many stupid things during that election cycle, from from grab them by the pussy and saying that all uh, illegals from Mexico were were dangerous r rapists. I get. I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, and and the running to the 2016 election, of course, the most extreme person uh, out there was probably Donald Trump, because he was. A guy that really didn't have any poli political uh, uh, history. Uh, history, thank you. Yeah, and the point, the biggest part of this whole Pied Piper strategy that's scary is that they were purposely pushing conservatives to the extreme right to try and mm. trying to elevate uh, Donald Trump and other extreme right candidates to. Uh, to try to elevate themselves, obviously, but in a mm -hmm. way, did this cause the right to go farther right? Probably. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah, and you I, know why I, I think that is? Because the line right here that says we need to be elevating the Pied Piper candidates so they can, so they are leaders of the pack, and tell the press, and tell the press to them serious. Seriously, so they're trying to, t they're telling the press to take Donald Trump seriously, which is mm -hmm. why. 
uh, voters took Donald Trump seriously. Nobody would have taken him seriously if the press hadn't taken seriously. The press took him seriously because the Clinton campaign told them to take it seriously because of the Pied Piper yeah. strategy, which is why they wanted Donald Trump to be the nominee in the first place. Uh, they thought they could beat him, but that all backfired, and now we're in this situation. Again, going back mm-hmm. to what Tron said, this this is part of why we're in this situation, uh, not... Uh, Jill Stein voters in Wisconsin and Michigan from. Mm. But uh, I think the next point here is maybe... Right, this is what you were talking about earlier. BBC, uh, November 3rd, 2017. Elizabeth Warren agrees Democratic race was rigged for Clinton. CNN asked Elizabeth Warren if Mrs. Clinton's contest was... Uh, against Democratic Bernie Sanders was rigged, and she said yes. The Democratic officials write in a book... Uh, about the party's unethical treatment with the Clinton campaign. Uh, Miss Warren, a progressive from Massachusetts who campaigned for Clinton, was reacting to Chairwoman uh, Donna Brazil of the DNC. Brazil wrote in a book that the cash star DNC signed for a joint fundraiser agreement with the Clinton campaign in August 2015, four months after the former Secretary of State launched her candidacy. Ms. Brazil writes that Mrs. Clinton's campaign had the DNC on life support, giving it money every month just to meet its basic expenses. Right. Mm. So Yeah, so he was definitely cheated in a primary. Uh, primary. Uh, yeah, Clinton... Clinton... It's known through these documents, including the WikiLeaks documents and the stuff we've seen from Donna Brazil and ev- everywhere else, that Clinton mm. used the DNC to push Bernie Sanders out of uh, being the nominee. Um, so going back to the butterfly effect, this can work both ways, Tron, because what if Bernie Sanders wasn't cheated, and what if he became what? the nominee? Would he have yeah. beat Donald Trump? I don't know. I'm not going to say right. whether I know that or not. <laughs> would if right. if Bernie Sanders had won and become president, would Roe Roe versus Wade have been overturned? I don't know. I'm not going to say whether it was or not. But yeah. that's the argument that Tron's making, right? And uh, and uh, I mean, yeah, there there's there's some. Uh, but uh, do you think there was some mistakes done? I mean, there are people to definitely blame, and I think some people to blame not Jill Stein voters in Wisconsin and Michigan would be probably Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one person, and Obama, because he didn't mm-hmm. push her harder uh, to retire. But this is from just this year, January 27th, 2022, from the Washington Post. Again, none of these articles are from, like, right-wing sites. These are not right-wing newspapers in any way whatsoever, right, Fro? Nope. Okay. Ginsburg reportedly said in her last days in 2020 that it was her most fervent wish that that Trump's successor, not Trump, select her replacement. Among other reasons, Ginsburg may have had in mind Trump's promise to appoint justice that would have overturned Roe versus Raid. This is the situation we're in now, right? But Ginsburg Mm. chose not to retire while President Obama was in office despite frequent calls for her to do so when she dis- when she died in September of 2022 Trump got to nominate Amy Coney Barrett to replace her the Republican senator quickly confirmed Barrett uh, sure enough with Barrett on the bench the court then outlaw Texas uh, the on the bench the court outlawed Texas to effectively nullify the rights 
uh, of abortions in Texas, right? Um, mm -hmm. So when he said like because we got Trump in, the only reason we have these two, the two appointed right wing justices is because of Trump. That's not a hundred percent true because if she would have retired and let Obama. Uh, choose her appointee, which generally is how it always works. Uh, she would, uh, we would have at least one more left-wing person on the court, but we don't now because of mm. Obama and Ginsburg, not because of Jill right. Stein voters. And uh, I thought this uh, abortion thing was something that uh, actually. Clinton did agree to uh, at some point. Wasn't she anti-abortion at one point as well? Uh, she was. I mean, her views have changed. I mean, just in the last few days, she's definitely on the side of um, not overturning Roe versus Wade. She's come out with that just today in an article I read. But in this is before the 2016 election, and possibly another reason she didn't win, right? Uh, mm -hmm. could have been in an Atlantic, the Atlantic article from August 6, 2016, in which, well, uh, sorry, which was called Hillary Clinton's Moral Conflicts on Abortion. Uh, Clinton's views on abortion are more nuanced and reflect her religious commitments to a greater degree than partisans on either side may realize. For the most part, her stance matches the official stance of the United Methodist Church, uh, the tradition in which she was raised and remains a faithful member. Clinton calls herself an old-fashioned Methodist. She told Newsweek in interview in 1994 uh, that abortion is morally wrong. So she was against abortion in 1994. Uh, one of her mm. biographers notes that she has turned to the UMC, or the United Methodist Church, Book of Resolution when she wanted to help reach a decision on grappling with the moral question. The book accepts abortion, but only in qualifying ways. It pro professes that the sanctity of an unborn human life while allowing certain circumstances, conflicts with life, uh, conflicts of life with life, may warrant terminating the pregnancy. This may explain Clinton's recent statements. This, again, remind you, was before the, uh, to, it, it was in 2016. Uh, on Meet the press, during which she, uh, to the dismay of most pro-choices, described a fetus as an unborn person, in quotes. So mm. this was in 2016 she thought this. She also declared her support of some late pregnancy restrictions that would go into effect perhaps as soon as the unborn person, quote-unquote, is viable, except in cases of rape or incest or in mental or physical risk to the mother, right? So she, like, she's moved on this quite a bit over her period, mm. but the point is, in 2016, which really wasn't that long ago, she was still on the fence as to whether abortion was good, whether she was for abortions or not. Right, and uh, right now we have a president uh, that is a Catholic, so... I mean, he has said that uh, he thought Roe versus Wade shouldn't be touched, but we still have religious people in charge. Right, and now they're talking of, like, what are they going to do next, obviously, on the court uh, with this crazy religious right that's that we have in there. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's a terrible situation we're in. Uh, I, I guess yes. to, like, put, wrap this all up, I think you're just blaming the wrong people. 
you're blaming mm. three thirty thousand people from Michigan and Wisconsin when probably you should be blaming the people in power that put us in this situation in the first place. I totally agree. Yeah. And also, why do you have to bring up Hitler every time talking about Trump? Well, just in general, like whenever anybody brings up something controversial, they just always have to bring up yeah. Hitler. It's like, yeah, to make a point. Like I, I understand like Hitler's like the worst person in history. It's just like, it's a little played out to always bring up Hitler. You know, it is a little played out. Yeah, that was uh, a long talk about uh, Trump tells the truth. Did we just uh, bring back the main topic on accident? <laughs> 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 just for people that that said that uh, to their brain, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> or people that had just started listening. We used to do a main topic like years ago, but we stopped doing it because yeah. it was ridiculous. Uh, but uh, let's go to some TV. You've seen more TV than me because I haven't had the internet. Okay, well, this is something you probably haven't seen, so I'll start with it. Did you watch Buckhead Shore? No. Guess what? It's a Jersey Shore type show. No, really? I couldn't guess that from the title. Right, but it's in. <laughs> it's in. I think it, it Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. There's uh-huh. a district in Atlanta, Georgia called Buckhead, and it's like the richest place in in Georgia. It's like where okay. all these millionaires live. What if I was mm-hmm. to tell? Okay, this is again. I like I said, it's a Jersey Shore ripoff. They're not at a shore. They're at a lake, number one. They're not even on the coast, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Number two, what if I was to tell you that this is a spinoff of Chrisley Knows Best? No. Because the main character in this show is the friend of the son of uh, the family in in Chrisley Knows Best. Wow. They gave him his own spinoff show. That's basically wow. just a fake Jersey Shore ripoff um, mm-hmm. for rich, entitled kids. It's pretty mm-hmm. stupid, but it's also interesting because it's so dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll give it a, a three. <laughs> a three. Cool. Uh, I know, and I know this with certainty because you saw it with me, uh, Man vs. Bee on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, with uh, Ronan Atkinson... Uh, playing a Mr. Bean character, it's very hard to say that he is not playing a Mr. Bean character, he said. I mean, the main guy is called Trevor and has a kid and and an ex-wife and things like that, but the ma- mannerisms are very Mr. Bean-like. The slapstick, yeah. Yes. It's got the same slapstick elements as Mr. Bean, except he talks. That's the only yes. difference, I guess. But, like... But, the bump, bumbling around and the everything yeah. happening all at once. Like, uh, what's the word for it? The uh, that kind of machine that goes in a circle and is continuous. Uh, right. Rube Goldberg uh, yes. sense of sense of like everything happening and, and you can't stop it uh, is very Mister Bean esque, right? Uh, I love this show. I watched it in one sitting. Very easy to watch because. Uh, the first episode is 20 minutes, and the rest of the episodes are 10, and they feel extremely short. Uh, yeah, like, we were watching it together, and when we finished episode one, which is, like, the longest episode, we were like, wait, it's yeah. already over? And right. that's the same, but then every episode from there is 
even shorter. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. Um, what did we we kind of speculated this might have been like a Quibi show because yeah, of the format the... of it. It felt yeah. Quibi esque um, mm-hmm. just because of how it was uh, built. But I'm I can't I can't say that for sure. So. Uh, I really loved it though. I had a ton of fun. With really this. funny. I recommended yeah. it to multiple people I know. So, yeah, I recommended it to my dad as well. I just it, it it was fucking hilarious from the start to end to the end. I gave this a very strong eight. Uh, I gave it a nine. Mm. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's so easy to watch. Is the other thing like yeah. it's you feel like you you. At the end, I also felt like, oh, I, I want to see more, too. So th- there's that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hip Hop My House. Did you see this? Nope. With Cameron uh, and interior designer Zs Louise. Fro. Okay. You remember uh, Pimp My Ride? I do. This is just Pimp My House. So they just okay. they go to somebody's house. And the just remember Pimp My Ride, it was like, oh, I'm a big fan of this thing and that thing. And then they yeah. they take all those it's elements so of the funny. person's personality, but then put it in yeah. their car. The same mm-hmm. thing except for people's apartments. They're like, okay. I'm a big fan of this hip-hop artist. And so they take the elements that like the hip-hop artists like style and color and things from their music videos. And then they add that to their apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's Pimp My Apartment is what I would call it. Uh, cool. It's just as good as you would think it is. Uh, it's probably about a four. <laughs> it's probably about a four good. <laughs> about the four good. About a four on the goodness scale. Mm. That sounds like my kind of show. Um, I loved Pit My Ride when I was a kid. I'm going to be 100% honest. So. Right. You linked me to this, so I'm going to guess that you saw this. Uh... It is called Snowflake Mountain. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, this was funny. Uh, so this Guilty pleasure, uh, for sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very much guilty pleasure. So, okay, what happens if you put a bunch of... Uh, millennials. Alright? Is that okay? Millennials? Yeah. I don't even... I think these are Gen Z, is the thing. Are they? Okay. I'm pretty sure most of these kids are Gen Z, which is hilarious because they call them snowflakes, which is d- something you yeah. call millennials. But I guess we've just transcended past millennials and now even Gen Z are snowflakes to these same people. But uh, they are just uh, very clueless. Uh, and they have to uh, go through this wilderness survival retreat where their parents have tricked them to, by the way. Um... And there's no running water, no war parents, and uh, extremely, worst of all, no Wi-Fi. <laughs> I've never heard so much complaint about. I hate these no two guys Wi-Fi. in the show. Yes, I do too. And you're not supposed to hate them, but they're like no. so hateable. And then their little yeah. box that they say is like the spy camera that is clearly just. Yeah. Uh, photoshopped onto like a, a a box you use to carry camera equipment and is not a actual TV whatsoever that they're reacting mm. to like it's real is so stupid and silly. What I'm seeing here Fro is 19 to 24 year olds are still Gen Z. So yeah, oh, okay. these kids are zoomers. They're not 
millennials, oh, okay. which is even okay. funnier to me that these people are yeah, calling them funny. snowflakes. <laughs> but, uh, but you yeah, know, this is definitely a guilty pleasure. Uh, this was very much fun to watch. I'm not going to give it uh, harder than a six, but I just very, very funny. You're going to give it a six? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, this was so... I hate... Well, maybe it's because I, I know about these places, like wilderness retreats for bad kids quote unquote i had so much fun watching this i was laughing yeah i understand that but you gotta the i know like the backstory of these kind of places remember when bad baby came out and said what happened to her at dr phil's wilderness retreat that's what these guys do is that same thing these are bad guys from (laughs) they're not good okay uh okay and the kids are obviously all entitled spoiled brats but they're Parents are all super rich, wealthy <laughs> assholes. Also, so right. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a. Um, this has got to get a two. I had so much fun with this. Okay, I, I like I said, guilty pleasure. I, I yeah. want. I'm gonna watch more of it. I it, just the context when you realize <laughs> that these people are actually like probably terrible people in real life. Uh, the two guys and the, yeah, and then the. You know, just using the word snowflake made me cringe uh, <laughs> right off the bat, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Uh, I should probably do two in a row, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Austin Dillon's... What is this? Austin Dillon's Life... I don't know. Okay. Re- Life in the Fast Lane. That's what it's called. Uh, uh-huh. Remember Ricky Bobby? What was the name of that movie? Talladega Nights? Uh, I remember Telegana Nights, yeah. This is the actual real-life reality show called Talladega Nights. Except it's not... Ta- oh. it, like, they don't... It's unironically being Talladega Nights, if that makes sense. Really? These people okay. are like... He's like the real Ricky Bobby, and this lady is like the real his wife. Except... Mm-hmm. And they actually have a scene where they sit down at the table together with their family, and they all say grace, which I was expecting them to be like... Sweet, innocent, little baby, one ounce, five five pound Jesus. You know what I mean? But that didn't happen. But <laughs> it is the most, like, surreal thing. It, it, this felt like uh, something out of uh, idiocracy or something. So okay. it, it, in that way, it's interesting, but it's just a crappy reality show about, a, you know, it's this guy who is a race car driver, and it's just about him and his family, uh... You know, just like any other of those kind of Kardashian reality shows. But, but Luke, did you say race car driver? Oh my gosh, that means that I'm I'm going to be so interested in this. Right, Talladega Nights. Uh, that's what I remember. You know, I love I love race car things. Right. So, and this is the best kind oh, of racing because this guy does Daytona NASCAR racing. Not even like oh, not even, even Formula better. One, which is at least somewhat <laughs> exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Oh. You'll love this show, but I, I'm going to give it... Uh, this is going to get a 3.5. I'm going to love this. I saw a lot of bad shows this week. Um, uh-huh. This was also ca- pretty bad. The one who got away. Did you see this? I did. Okay. Yep. Well, why don't you describe it then? Well, it is more or less a reality show like every other dating show, but they are dating people from their past. This has a very Christian 
tint over it for some reason. Okay. Uh, I, I felt that... Uh, there was a few times yeah, no. where they were like, oh, uh, talked about uh, pray, to, pray to God or... Yeah, there was a few times where they kind of espoused that. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, but uh, I think my main problem with this is like the the oh let's meet them in in this uh time machine in the garden uh they call it the portal can, right the portal yes the portal that is very stupid um they have some bad booking on people i would be interested in especially the asian guy he's extremely boring uh, but yeah, no, I gave this a three. Uh, it's a dating show that I I can't really say anything shit about. It's just like it's was boring. Triton, I've seen it a million times before, and I really didn't care. There was one character, uh, Afro-American woman. She was kind of funny. Uh, the the one that was so sad about the first guy that she was going to date that came through the portal and she was sitting there bitching about like how how terrible a uh, person that came through the portal where where everybody was like meeting someone they wanted to meet she was like oh, i think I her biggest problem was like she's like this probably what six foot two model and he's i don't know five Nerd. foot Five, yeah. five foot eight or something so right she was she was complaining a lot about oh why did she get the tall guy and i got this guy like right. <laughs> very superficial also is that like they were definitely and playing she, her off as the bad bad guy but they were also playing yeah. him as like the bad guy because they yes yeah and 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 when she tries to steal one of the the guys that came from another for another woman that's kind of funny but yeah no it was a bad show three I will give it to you. I think the whole concept is kind of backwards because you, like, shouldn't the person who you first meet be looking to find the person that they were interested in in the past instead of the I person know. who's coming in being interested in the person? Like, that's so backwards and doesn't, that's why she ended up with somebody she didn't like because the whole concept is broken. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's what I thought about it. I gave it a, um... Gosh, I mean, this is on the level of like any of these, the circle or what were the all like what was the one with the animal faces on Netflix? Oh, the animal faces are worse than this. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Your turn. I think the last thing I saw was Chloe on Amazon. Okay, cool. That's the last thing I saw as well. Wow, that worked out well. Um. It's a show about a woman who's, what, obsessed with social media. Very obsessed. And starts to take on kind of the persona that she, uh, that she, uh, that she assumes the persona of somebody that she follows, right? That's the mm-hmm. best way to put it yeah. without ruining anything. I don't, th- mm-hmm. I don't know if I could say anything more than that. <laughs> no, that is exactly what it is about. I really, really like this. Right, it's a British show. It's on Amazon, but it's definitely like a BBC show or something. So, um, oh, it says it was in collaboration with BBC. It says right here. So, Amazon ah, BBC okay. show. They worked together on this. It was really good. The acting's really good. 
Cinematography very BBC esque. It feels BBC. Very. Feels like it was yeah. shot by BBC. Just got to get used to that. But the storyline's interesting enough, and especially at the end of episode one, it hooks you with a good cliffhanger and makes you want to see mm-hmm. more. So, uh, if you like kind of a weird psychological thriller type show, this this will probably be good for you. I'm definitely going to see more episodes. I just saw one episode. So. Yeah, I I saw one episode last night, uh, and then I got busy uh, putting stuff together for Tron Tells the Truth, so that took me a while. Um, I guess just because of this one episode, I'm going to give it a 7. I will give it a 7.5. Okay, I mean, uh, yeah, it could definitely go up or down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, something that we were supposed to see together but didn't was the bear. Grrr. Uh, what is the bear about, Luke? Oh, right. Uh, the bear. Uh, you know, the bear. Is it the bear in the fridge or is it a bear in the wilderness? It's it's like a grizzly bear. The bear. Right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode one. System. Uh, Carmi attempts to retain the employees of the original beef of Chicagoland. That's the entire description. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we yeah. this episode was a lot of uh, meeting characters, but at the same time trying to understand what's going on. But we're still left with a lot of questions after episode one as to why we're... Why, what's happening and why this guy is uh, trying to run this restaurant? Because... What we find out in this first episode is this kind of it takes a while for it to be revealed in the episode, but mm-hmm. that this guy is working at this restaurant, even though he was like a five star chef, like top top level chef. Uh, somebody in his family died, like his father or grandfather died, and he had to get go away from like this very high powered, high paid, I'm guessing, position as like a top chef to come run the family business, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know what movie this reminded me of? No, movie, okay. No, no. Yeah, uh, the Adam Sandler movie that we talked about, that uh, he's, this is gold, uh, gold dealer. Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems, yeah. Okay. It has, it, it has the same pacing as Uncut Gems. It's very chaotic, it's very fast-paced, and it's really good. Yeah, and the fast pace is it's making you feel like you're in a kitchen that like this fast pace yeah. fast uh fast food kitchen that's like everything in a kitchen is fast like from the very first thing we see the guy wakes up from a dream, looks at the clock and just starts going, you know? And then in the very mm-hmm. last part of the episode, you see the clock again and it's like, oh, it's it's you only have a few hours uh, until you have to get back to the grind. Like, that was the premise of this whole episode. The mm-hmm. acting is super good. The cinematography is really good. The characters are so interesting. Like, the part where he goes out to uh, tell the crowd that it's going to be a minute for the sandwiches, and they start beating him up. That part was so fucking yeah. funny. And then his brother comes and saves him. Uh, and uh, the guy from that I showed you last week, the YouTuber, he was even really good in this, so... Yeah, no, I I was pleasantly surprised. It will be interesting to see if it's easy or not to recap because 
nothing really happened in this episode other than that we got the left of like I, I'm not saying it was boring because it wasn't, but right. but it was a lot of character building and meeting a lot of it's a very hard show to recap because it's very frantic. Frantic is the word I was looking for. I have a feeling that this is like the pilot episode, and that next episode is going to slow down a lot more. It, well, not slow we'll down, see. but it's going to have a lot more character buildup. Because, I mean, what we didn't mention is we we met this girlfriend of his, who he clearly right. they are together, but they're having problems, and it like, um, there's a lot of questions to be answered after this first episode. Like, there's mm. a lot of storylines to go with. But I mean, yeah, like you said, it's definitely the thing you wouldn't say about it is, is it's boring because we literally got gunplay oh. in this episode. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I will give it a very hard eight. Um, yeah, I think eight. I think actually, I'm gonna go eight point five. I mean, mm -hmm. that first part where he's having the dream about the bear, which is, I guess, oh, what this so whole thing's good. based off of. It's it, the show is also very experimental, which I yeah. I, I mean that's where maybe my half extra point goes. Mm. Okay, uh, some TV news: uh, Bill Cosby sexually assaulted teen in nineteen seventy-five. A civil jury rules. Uh, that's right. So this is a civil court case, so he's not going to jail or anything. But he's been uh, the ruling says he must pay her half a million dollars, bro. A California mm. jury has found that Bill Cosby sexually assaulted a woman at the Playboy Mansion in 1975 when she was a teenager. Judith, Judy Huth, now 64, was awarded half a million dollars after four bizarre days of deliberation. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that's good, and hopefully this opens the door for other women to uh, have... have their own civil cases against him. I mean, mm -hmm. hopefully we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess, you know, he can't go back to jail for these things unless something new comes out, but um, he can at least pay the women money, but that's not going to fix their, what happened to them in their lives. Right. It's just money. Right. But it's uh, at least it, it is money. And that also they believed her. That is very important. Holy crap. Uh, Breaking news. Oh? Breaking news, uh, which is, strangely enough, very somehow related to Bill Cosby's story. R. Kelly just sentenced to 30 years in prison for sex trafficking. Holy! R. Kelly will go wow. to prison for 30 years for sex trafficking, sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, and other sex-related crimes. Holy shit. Uh, a jury found Kelly guilty on all nine charges, one count of racketeering, and eight counts of violating the Mann Act. The singer, whose name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, was first accused of having underage uh, sex with underage girls in the 90s, but has escaped punishment for almost 30 years. Yeah. That's wow. more good news. Lots of shit happening this week. <laughs> this week really, really didn't uh, calm down. No, it's still happening. This literally, as I went into our next right. story on about Zelensky, it was at the top of the... It was like breaking news at the top of the Yahoo article, so I thought I'd mention that. <laughs> yeah, and he was at Glastonbury. I saw one concert from... Glastonbury this this time I saw uh, 
I saw, gosh, uh, he's one of the Beatles. Help me. Ringo? No, the other one. Paul. Paul McCartney. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, American acts that I saw clips from, like, you know, songs from. Not whole, obviously not the whole concert or anything, but... Mm -hmm. uh, and then I saw some other clips of people, like... There was one woman that... One American singer who came out and was talking shit about the Supreme Court and things like that. Like, there was yeah, other was, political uh, things happening there. Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, Olivia uh, Rodrigo. Olivia Rodriguez. There yeah. you go. She she got uh, uh, one of Britain's best female uh, uh, artists as well on a song called Fuck You. <laughs> and she said it, she dedicated it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, it was very, very funny. Right, but President Vladimir Zelensky appeared via via link, at, video link, sorry, on Friday at Britain's Glastonbury Festival, uh, urging them to spread the truth about Russians and Russia's invasion and to pressure politicians to help restore peace. Zelensky, wearing his trademark, mili trademark military fatigues, drew cheers after delivering his pre-recorded message on two large screens at the music festival. Um, just seems like a weird thing to have happen at a music festival to me. That's why mm -hmm. I, I, that's why I put this in there. I mean, there was a lot of other like political things happening, like we said, but you know what, if you were like at a music festival and you're like chilling, just like drinking some beers, hanging out, listening to music, do you want to, is this something you want to see happen on the big screen? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, if you go to audibletrial.com slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com slash ADC, you can buy a book that I'm reading called Miniature Maze of Monster Girls, the complete series. That is uh, amazingly 36 hours and 40 min 44 minutes of a, a very, very interesting magic book, if you like that kind of thing. And uh, if you uh, buy that with... Uh, credit you uh, get and cancel it, you get to keep the book. Uh, but you're not going to cancel it. And you can get other media there as well. Uh, so that's audibletrial.com slash ADZ. A little bit of movie news. Netflix Spy Kids reboot uh, to star Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi. Oh, Spy Kids, my favorite movie ever. Come on, Spy Kids in 3D was the first Spy uh, was the first Spy Kids movie I saw, and also I think probably one of the first 3D movies I ever saw. It was right at the beginning, like it it was before like Avatar and everything, where they had yeah, it was still in like the blue and red 3D. It yes, wasn't in the real D 3D, which is like the newer oh. version of 3D. Um, but I was working. That was like. Right when I became a projectionist at a movie theater. Oh no! When I became a, first became a projectionist at a movie theater, one of the first movies I projected was Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. It wasn't Spy Kids. Oh yeah, actually. yeah. But I, yes. I mean, same difference, really. <laughs> same shit, New Europeing. Yes. Right. Um. But apparently, Netflix, uh, Skydance, and Spyglass will introduce fans to a new family of spies, including Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi. Uh, plot details are still thin, but Rodriguez says when the movie was announced that it would focus on a new multicultural family of spies. So, whatever that means. Yeah. 
I'm probably going to watch it because I I like those movies. I mean, it's going to have some nostalgia, but Spy Kids it wasn't ever really like it's not a great franchise to begin with. It's fu- how, it's fun. How dare you? But it's not like amazing. <laughs> how dare you, Luke? Spy Kids so important for millions and millions of people. <laughs> yeah, there's most people probably older than us and definitely younger than us don't even remember that it existed so <laughs> uh, I saw a Netflix movie this week okay uh, it is called The Man from Toronto the, oh okay I saw that this was I was. I almost watched this uh, Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson and Kaylee Cuso is in it it is surely a movie that came out on Netflix um, it's about this a very clumsy innovator uh, that has to all of a sudden work together with this uh, hired uh, assassin. Okay. Uh, well, like known for, for, like as the man from Toronto. Right. Uh, he has to like uh, say that he is the man from Toronto when he clearly isn't. So Kevin Hart and, and Woody Harrelson have have like banter back and forth. It's 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 fun. It's okay. I will give it a five. It's nothing to like write home about. See, I'm a huge Woody Harrelson fan, but not mm-hmm. such a big Kevin Hart fan. So I was definitely on the fence as to whether the storyline looked interesting. I think I'll probably watch it this week. Oh yeah, uh, you should. You should watch it. I mean, it's free on Netflix. So right. Uh. I watched something else instead, uh, which I'll talk about next. But right now, let's talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent, which I also watched. I know you've seen this. Oh, yes. With Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal. Uh, Yeah, this movie was really, really fun. Uh, Isn't it? It's more of a comedy than I guess I thought. From the trailer, I wasn't expecting as much of a comedy. Um, Oh, it's so funny. It's very funny, but also like an action movie but making fun of action movies also because uh mm. the whole time they're pretending to act even though in certain situations it's actually like an action movie type situation but they're pretending to be acting i don't know how to say it other than that is it's a very uh meta movie also right oh very meta um i guess my biggest problem with it was probably tiffany haddish uh, really? she like felt that. a little out of place in this like uh, for some reason she just didn't feel like she fit with the rest of the movie uh, I mean I like her in lots of things but in this it mm. just didn't really for some reason it felt she felt just not p- cohesive with the rest of the film um, <laughs> like she was a separate like she was separate from all the rest of what was happening did you notice that about mm. her character? Like, she was always in this other place. She ne- And then the story was happening over here. And then Tiffany Haddish is way over here doing something else. Like, it just mm. felt strange to me in that way. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. I saw three movies this week because I, f- I forgot that you made me watch The Requiem. Requiem? Requiem? Requiem. Which we found Holy. out is, just means shark. <laughs> Holy fuck, what a terrible movie. Um, Alicia Silverstone is in this movie. It has 
whooping 7% of the audience score. Um, it sure is a movie. So, <laughs> it is about this couple uh, that the wife has PSD and they all of a sudden find themselves stranded in this tropical storm in a house that they didn't understand was hitting the water and all of a sudden they're in the ocean. This movie makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. And it's a boring, tritely bad version of of Jaws. Somehow it is one of the most boring shit movies I've seen in quite a while. But also, yeah. But that's... is it worse than Marmaduke? That's the big question. <sighs> no. I don't think it is either. Well, I thought about this when you said, oh, I watched this, and I was like, Marmaduke actually had less coherent storyline than this. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or and, not, and... which is hard <laughs> to do. Yes, because of the storyline where they all all of a sudden are at sea because their house fell down and they were asleep. No, no, no fucking people would would fall asleep that hard that they all of a sudden felt that their house were in in the middle of the ocean. Right. There, there's so so much thing that is wrong. But the last movie that I saw, Luke, is a movie I am 110% sure that you saw. So tell me about Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Uh, it's the new, new Beavis and Butthead movie that came out. What, I think it's, it's on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were actually coughing for a second. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it definitely stands up to every Beavis and Butthead movie. It didn't feel like they... Uh, it felt like they went with, like, the whole original concept. The only big difference is that, like, they go through time to go into the future, right? It is so good, look. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. No joke. Yeah, for me, it went by super fast. I actually, it, it was super hot here uh, this weekend. And on one day, it was, like, what 100 degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, and that day I just hung out in the air conditioning and watched that. That's like one of the things I did because it was just, I wasn't going to go outside. It was too hot outside. So I just watched Beavis and Butthead do America. It was perfect. It felt like it's super nostalgic. It didn't feel like, um, they retconned anything. It felt no like I was so back. It felt more like the... Uh, do America than it did like the series, but I mm-hmm. like do uh, Beavis and Butthead do America just as much as the series, if not more. So I do, yeah, same here. The jokes were still hilarious. Everything about yeah. it, they didn't feel like they lost a step. So I give this a, I gave it a nine. Look, this is getting a ton. I. I'll give it a 9.5. I fucking loved it. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. No joke. Like, I... I I, I had so much fun with it. Uh, them at NASA controlling 
the rocket is maybe one of the most funny things I've seen on 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 movie in quite a year, and I love the animation style. It just felt fresh and also nostalgic at the same time. How they did it, like it it wasn't like censored and. I was a little afraid, to be honest, that they were going to make it a little too, like, Vogue and things like that. They didn't give two shits. This felt like Beavis and Butthead from back then. And I agree, it felt like a... Uh, it felt like a, the second movie <laughs> of a trilogy, almost. It felt right, like... Right, yeah, a, totally. A, yeah. A, 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 like a movie that could came came out, like, two years after the last one. Instead of like twenty years, <laughs> I mean the, the animation style, like very very beginning, it so was a, good. It was you could tell the difference, and it was kind of sh- jarring, yeah. like the CGI three D look of it. But once you got mm-hmm. used to that, like it felt just like any other Beavis and Butthead thing. Which yeah, um, yeah, it, not a lot of commotion from people about the movie either. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it means there's not a lot of controversy or anything. So. But uh, look, do you want a little less conversation, please? A little more action, please? Uh, yeah, I I do. So come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Elvis. From Baz Luhrmann, the director who reimagined Shakespeare. Oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Just such a good film. And redefined a classic. Plus. I'm one of the very few people that like that movie, so... I'm sure there's more people that like it, but it's not good. I don't know why they would cite that as one of his movies. If I was him, I would just be like, eh, that kinda happened. I'm going to guess that you didn't like Moulin Rouge. Well, I didn't like that mostly because of the singing, not because I... I think it's best uh, is actually Australia. I did like that. That was a good movie. Yeah. In that moment. I like the cinematography. It looks crisp and really mm-hmm. interesting framing and interesting colors and things. He sounds so much like Elvis. It's almost spooky. Have you seen the clips of him like? He still has an accent after. Yeah. It's weird. But you know, have you ever seen somebody that comes back from like another country and they have an accent from there because they've been there for a while? It's like me. I can hear that I'm speaking less Norwegian uh, English when I'm with my dad for a while. I think it, there was somebody I knew in high school that went to like London for you know six months or something. They came back and they had like a slight oh. British accent, and it's like you're not R- British, but you know you just pick it up on a- accident, kind of. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing this. I'm not. Uh, I'm not interested in seeing this movie. Uh, that doesn't really surprise me. But uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, Elvis, from his rise to fame to his unprecedented stardom, rock and roll icon Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with his egana- en- en- 
enigmatic and enigmatic manager Colonel Tom Parker over the course of 20 years central to Presley's journey and happiness is one of the most influential people in his life Priscilla was wasn't Tom Parker like a pro wrestling manager in WCW <laughs> was it I think that was maybe that's where he got the name though that would make sense hmm. Yeah, this has pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 94%, actually. Uh, yeah, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.8 out of 10 on IMD, 93% of Google users liked it. Um, like, Yeah, mm-hmm. like we said, directed by Baz Luhrmann, uh, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Uh, Alexis uh, says on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I've seen fan cams with better editing. Austin Butler tried his best, but uh, he alone could not save this movie uh, from uh, being uh, as basically a montage with the little dialogue. Majority of the movie is just Tom Hanks narrating things uh, we see on screen with an awful accent. Gave it half a star. Okay, on Facebook, Linda Wilson recommends this as different from other movies. Really like that they included his backstory. It really explains a lot. It was longer than I thought it than I thought, but didn't drag on. Enjoyed the movie and thought the actors did a great job. Austin Butler was awesome, and Tom Hanks as Parker made me dislike Parker even more than I already did. Uh, it takes you on a journey where you feel every moment, including the artist's frustration when they can no longer dream. Lots of emotional. Oh, lots of emotions as you make your way through his life. Okay, well, this person clearly just likes Elvis a lot from that that thing. Well, we have a troll here. Alex said, well, the conspiracy theories about Elvis is true. <laughs> Gave it five stars. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wanda Maximoff doesn't recommend this on Facebook. Says it was a visual a visual assault to the senses, displaying a very disorderly and chaotic barrage of trailer-worthy shots. It's a story. Its storyline is jumping all over the place, and characterizations are wildly inconsistent. Tom Hanks exhibits a sheepish and out-of-place accent, which is cringeworthy at best. Some of the film's choices are baffling. There was a woman chasing a chicken in the house, trying to feed it. Uh, it portrays a very deviant relationship from Elvis towards his mom, giving the feeling uh, there is more to their mother-son relationship. Mm. Okay. Mm. Also coming out this week, uh, The Black Phone. Uh, Finney Shaw is shy, but a clever 13-year-old boy is being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic uh, masked killer. When a discontinued phone on the wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murder's previous victim, and they are dead set of making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Directed by Scott Derrick with Ethan Hawke uh, in one of the roles, 7.4 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomato, 79% on Metacritic, and 92% of Google users like this movie. Murder at Yellowstone City. Uh, the once peaceful and booming Yellowstone City has fallen on hard times, but when a local prop prospector strikes gold things seem to turn around however any hope 
is soon shattered when the prospector is found dead and the sheriff quickly arrests a mysterious newcomer. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.1 out of 10 on mm-hmm. IMDb, 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Meteors, uh, 56% of Google users liked it. This has Richard Dreyfus in it uh, and Amy Garcia. So it's got some people, but not great scores. Mm. Ryman. <laughs> Ryman. No. Ryman. Uh, Ryman in the rough. Uh, Diamond in the rough, maybe. And you. <laughs> I get Ryman. <laughs> Ryman! Ryman! <laughs> uh, uh, new. Sorry. New college grads. Uh, uh, Arena Alvarez is given a chance to turn her life around when she joins a stuffy country club. Uh, this doesn't have a score, no. Okay. Uh, Mar- you read? Are you done? Yep. Okay. Marcel the shell with shoes on. Marcel is an adorable one-inch tall shell who ekes out a colorful existence with his grandmother Connie and their pet Lint, Allen. Once part of a sprawling community of shell, he now lives alone as a sole survivor of a mysterious tragedy. However, when a documentary filmmaker discovers them, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans as well as unprecedented dangers and a new hope of finding his long-lost family. This is Jenny Slate in it. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% of Metacritic, 88% of Google users liked it. Uh, Laura... Oh, uh, press play. Uh, Laura and Harrison have a picture-perfect romance built on the fountain of shared love of music. After a deadly accident, Laura gets the chance to save the love of her life when she discovers that their mixtape can transport her back in time. That sounds cool. Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 84% of Google users like the movie. That sounds good. Uh, apples. Mm-hmm. Amidst a worldwide pandemic that causes sudden that causes sudden amnesia, middle-aged Aris finds himself enrolled in a recovery program designed to help unclaimed patients build new identities. Uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 84% of Google users liked it. It's, uh, where is this from? Greek. It looks, it looks Greek, I think. Okay. Yep. Uh, Flux Gourmet, set in an institute devoted to culinary and elementary performance. I don't know what that means. Uh, a collective finds themselves embroiled in struggles, arctic vendettas, and gastronomical disorders. Uh, okay. Uh, it has 5.9 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 6 out of 10 on IGN. So, Luke, what movie do you want to see the most? I, I want to see <clears throat> Press Play and... and- the black phone, but I guess the black phone is probably the one I'm going to see first, is my yeah, guess. Yeah, the same here. Uh, I have the black phone and then Elvis. And then Elvis, okay. Uh, I would go yeah. black phone and then press play, and then maybe Marcel the shell with shoes on, and then maybe Elvis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Is it because you want a little less conversation, please? A little more action, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah, surf's, surf's up, Elvis. Oh, gosh. He was in that terrible movie. I think he did multiple surfing movies. I definitely saw one or two of them when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I remember Jailhouse Rock. I don't know if I saw that one. Maybe I did. Come in next week. Oh, news of the week. TV movies of the week. Uh, episode two of The Bear. And another the digital review of The Forgiven, which I haven't heard That sounds about. like a horror movie. It definitely sounds like a horror movie, right? Uh, probably yeah. Yeah, or a thriller, one or the other. Yeah. The Forgiven. He comes around when it goes around. Uh, I don't have a lot of Jeremy around because I haven't been home. But uh, I'm going to guess that you maybe have. Uh. Well, did you see the Board Ape Nazi documentary? No. You know Board Eight Yacht Club or whatever. Yes. Yes. There was a thing that doc that came out on YouTube saying that it's basically. 100% connected to, like, neo-Nazism. There's all this, like, neo-Nazi symbolism connected to, like, the creators and then within, like, the project itself. Um, I'll send you... Okay. I'll send you the doc, and then maybe we can talk about it next week. Uh, there was a lot of people talking about this doc this week, so... Um, hmm. It's just kind of interesting that... I mean, there's a lot of connections there. It's, like, not just, like, one or two things. It's, like, a lot of little things. Some of it's probably stretching. Other parts, other things, you're like, I don't know how th that could not be connected. Um, did you watch okay. H3H3 yesterday? The very Nope. Okay, the very beginning of it, they, they pointed out that the Black Eyed Peas song, Let's Get It Started... Is not that's not how the original lyrics went. Oh, let's get it started. I... Right. Remember when I pointed out to you? We were. Oh, I know it is. What? What? It <laughs> Remember when we were now. watching that? Yes. We were watching a. It was a game. A game show where like the person yes. had to remember the lyrics or something. And they yeah. used that song, and I was like, "This has got to be fake because that's not the actual lyrics to the song." No. Right. Is and then they say the R word. Right. And the eight, uh, half the crew on H3 knew that. And the other half, like the younger half didn't even realize. So it was like a Mandela effect thing where they're like, wait, what? Mm. That's how that song goes. Like all these people in the world. Like, I think when I sh pointed it out to you, you didn't remember or didn't even know no. that that's what it was. I had to point out to you, like, no, that's the song was really mm -hmm. actually very offensive originally, and they just like, uh, they brain boxed us all. They like men and blacked us with the with that mm. song, <laughs> made us all forget. Uh, let's see, anything else? Um. Oh, that weird YouTube ad I sent you. Right. Uh, oh, yes. I got an ad on YouTube for, like, some weird channel that was... Let me find it. I've, it's in the it's in the pod links. Um, it was so strange. It said... Uh, it was for some guy named... I'm not even going to promote this guy. But it was MK. We'll just call him that. And it was an ad. Mm. This wasn't, like, just a, a recommended video. This was an ad that YouTube sent me this as, like, this guy's paying to promote this video, clearly. It's called mm -hmm. Groomers Transing Kids Reach a Whole New Level. And I, I sent Fro, I'm like, 
Why did we have the adpocalypse again? <laughs> if this is what we're having as ads now after the adpocalypse, right? <laughs> I'd rather we go back to whatever they were promoting before rather than this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I don't really have anything for Jeremy Rant. Uh, the, uh, the weather is hot. I'm hot. You're yeah, hot. Yeah, let, let, Fro is like dying over there. Yeah, let's wrap it up. <sighs> I mean, I, I spent a lot of time on the Tron Tales of Truth thing, so I think it's time to wrap it up. Is it time to wrap it up? What do you want me to wrap it about? <laughs> no, I want you to wrap it in like one of those green tortillas. You know, those pesto tortillas? Ah. Those are delicious with like some chicken, maybe some Caesar mm. dressing. Mmm, good. Mmm. Cool. I'm coming over and you can make me some food. Okay. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.